Welcome to the Life with Kimmy podcast, the podcast that empowers busy women to break free from limitations and embark on a journey towards a clear and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Coach Kimmy, and I'm here to guide you through transformative conversations, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories that will help you unlock your true potential. Now let's get into the show. Hey y'all, what's up? It is your girl, Coach Kimmy, and welcome back to another fresh episode of the Life with Kimmy podcast. If you are just tuning in, my name is Coach Kimmy. I'm a life and personal development life coach. I've been one since 2011, started out as a transformation life coach, and I also help with small businesses and intimacy. All right. And so if you are just joining me for the first time, there's a plethora of information on here for you guys. I like to call myself an OG in this life coaching game, but y'all know, truthfully, I do this because I want to see people's lives healed, set free, and delivered from all those things that we go through in life. And so I'm a lover of God. I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. I live for this stuff and I love God's people and want them to do nothing more than to have life to the full, just as it's stated in John 10, 10, Jesus came that we will have life to the fullest. And so that's why I do what I do. So welcome y'all. This, this week's podcast is really going to be good because, um, over the time of my tenure of talking to different people, even my girlfriends, even my own personal life, we tend to lose ourselves in the midst of life, life be life. And I'll keep saying it. Sometimes life just happens and you lose your way and you lose who you are. And you got to figure out how do I get back to that person? How do I get back to this joyous person? Person that was before all this stuff and this turmoil and the relationships and the business opportunities. How do I get back to who I truly am? And so today we're going to talk about how to reconnect back to yourself. But before we can even reconnect, we have to be able to identify that we're disconnected all along. And so today I'm going to give you guys some signs that you can recognize to show that you are disconnected from who you originally were created to be and who you are. And I'm going to give you some practical strategies on how to reconnect yourself back to yourself, okay? (laughs) And how to overcome those challenges that you may face in the midst of doing this step. And then we're going to summarize it all and we're going to break it down for you as simple as possible. So hang in there with me. Y'all know I, I, I love to teach. So I'm going to give you some tips and tools and I suggest that you get pen and paper and write this stuff down so that you can go back and use it as a reference later on in life. So we're going to take a quick break because I want to pay for these podcasts, right? We got to pay some bills and we'll be right back with first the signs to recognize that you truly may be disconnected. You may be disconnected right now and don't even know it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey girl, hey, it is your girl, Coach Kimmy, and I'm so excited about the new launch of my program called Revamp. This is a three-month program that you get to work with me on revamping your life. Who doesn't want to give their life a complete, total makeover? I did it and it worked for me, and I know that these same principles are going to work for you. Do you want to give yourself a new and improved appearance to your life? Then you definitely don't want to miss your opportunity to register for this program. Head over to www.lifewithkimmy.com to sign up for your spot in self-improvement to the next level today. Can't wait to see you in class. All 
Okay, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. So before we left on the break, I kind of gave you an introduction of what we're going to talk about and some of the reasons why people feel disconnected. It could be because of trauma. It could be external influences like your family, your friends, relationships. It can be business opportunities. It can be the demand to live a better life. Sometimes we get disconnected because imposter syndrome creeps up. We're watching everybody on social media and we want to live their life instead of living the life that was originally um, created for us to live. And so sometimes we can um, feel like we've lost ourselves. We can feel so lost in the everyday shuffle. We don't feel like we have any purpose. We can experience constant stress. These are all different ways that we can um, see the signs of disconnecting, but we're gonna really talk about how these things that come into our life, including relationships, you know, even sometimes the things that are good can make us lose ourselves and we don't even know it. And so I'll give you guys some insight on what happened to me and how I was able to um, figure out how to reconnect back to myself. So I've been married now for 20 years, 20 years, y'all. Let's get a round of applause. Woo-hoo. In these days and times, 20 years is a long time. But me and my husband like to say probably around 13 out of those 20, we've truly been married. Marriage is a lot of work. Um, it requires a lot of sacrifice. It requires a lot of support, but it also requires a lot of communication. And so in the midst of getting married, I was really young when I got married and we know that we're all shaped by our environment. And so part of how I saw marriage was you know, the wife that goes home and she has her house together and she cooks the greatest meals and her husband comes home from work and she's just so generous and kind to her children and things of that nature. Well, honey, that was not my program, even though that's what I thought marriage was to be because I pulled pieces from what I saw and incorporated what I liked and pulled pieces from what I saw and I discarded of things I didn't want. And so unfortunately, we go through these changes and these challenges because we get into these situations where we forget that there's another person, whether it's your job, your boss, your spouse, your children, there's another person in that relationship with you. It could be your girlfriend, your homegirl. But on the other end, they may not respond to what you have to offer like you think they're supposed to respond. And so for me, I wanted to be Susie Homemaker. Um, I didn't realize until later on that a lot of the things that I was doing, trying to be everything for everybody, was a result of being rejected by everybody that I wanted to be accepted by. And so that was a harsh reality that I had to come to grips with. Like, I'm doing all of this, overcompensating, overachieving, trying to get the approval of these people. And that wasn't even my job. God had to sit me down when I went to him one day. I remember in prayer. Um, I can't tell you the specific time because y'all know y'all cry. We cry all the time. Lord, get them, fix them. Why them? Why me? All that stuff. Right. And so I, I've been down <laughs> that road too many more times than I would like to count. But what I do remember is that it was spoken to my heart that I'm trying to be everything to everybody. 
And that's not my job. That's God's job. God is everything to everybody. With my husband, I am his helper. I'm his wife. I'm his lover. I'm the mother of his children. It is not for me to do it for him. It is for me to assist him in what God has called him to be. With my children, I am their mother. I'm their nurturer. I'm the one who is supposed to help train them in the way they should go. And I help my husband to provide a safe place for my children. I am not their best friend, even though we want to have those type of relationships where we feel that connected. Because once those boundaries um, are, are broken, there is also a respect line that is broken. And so we have to make sure that as as we are being um, good parents to our children, that the lines are clearly defined. Because sometimes in this generation, kids be trying to push it. And they try to, um, I guess, handle or talk to you the way that they would talk to their friends. And so that's what I mean by we're not their best friends. I'm, I love my daughter. I love my sons. I love my daughters and my sons. And I want nothing more for them to always feel open to come and talk to me. I'm a little bit more harsh when it comes to being the disciplinarian. I'm more of the rules person in our home. Like these are the boundaries. These are the rules. This is what we set. Stick to it. My husband, he's a little bit more understanding and lenient when it comes to certain things um, because his personality is more laid back and he, you know, he listens a little bit more intentively of what the kids request sometimes than I do. Right. And so I'm just being 100 percent transparent with you guys. And that also becomes part of how I was brought up and raised and things of that nature. Like, you know, we was brought up in the in the era where you just don't talk back to your your parents like you can have your opinion, but keep your opinion to yourself. And I realize that that works good, but it can also be unhealthy. But you've got to know how your children receive and process information in order to figure out how you can convey that information to them. Um, and so in the midst of trying to be everything for everybody, always been in management when it comes to my work, um, you know, always looked at as though I have the answer, but people never wanted to give me credit for having the answer. And that really played a big factor on who I define myself to be as a person. And so when I got married, it was like, okay, I got my own husband. I got my own children. Now I can be who I want to be. And then in the midst of all of that, I began to lose myself. The things that I once loved about my family, the things that I once loved about my children began to be things that I'm frustrated about or things that um, I constantly had complained about or things that I felt resent um, resentment towards. And I had to go to God because I did not want to have a bitter heart. I didn't want to have a heart that was just rude and crude and cold because that's not who I am by nature, but because of circumstances and situations and going through relational issues and going going through parenting and going through trying to better myself and going through the work and trying to have a successful business and being a life coach and taking on the cares of other people, I begin to lose myself. And so I want to talk to you guys about some ways to recognize that you just may be disconnecting from yourself because there are several things that could happen if you're not careful. And oftentimes we can't recognize them at that moment because we don't understand that those are the things or we don't understand how we fell off track. And so one of the things I want to say is the lack of clarity, feeling unsure about who you are, feeling unsure about what you want in life anymore, um, where you're headed in life anymore. Like life has completely went um, left and you just sitting back like how I get here. 
Like this is a lack of clarity for your life. Your life has been redefined by the circumstances and the situation. And so therefore you no longer have a lack of direction of where you want to go in your life. And so that is one of the reasons why you may truly be disconnected from yourself because you have no clarity. You're just merely existing. You get up every day, you do everything that's routine, but there is no life on the inside of you. There's no joy on the inside of you. And so you want to be really careful about that. Now, I know some of these are going to hit. All of these may hit for you, but whatever it is, don't forget, if you stay tuned to the end of this, I'm going to give you some tips on what you can do to come through this funk, right? Because that's what it is. It feels like you're stuck in a rut and you just don't know how to get out. Something on the inside of you is yearning for more, but yet you still feel like you are trapped. Um, Number two, you are ignoring that inner voice. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, that inner voice is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is always talking to us, y'all. I don't know how people can say something told me. If you a believer, that something should be the Holy Spirit. You should know who's talking to you. You should know the difference between your voice, the Holy Spirit's voice, and the voice of the adversary, right? And so Holy Spirit is always talking, but when you dis- disregard your intuition or your gut feelings, you begin to look at external options to validate while you're in the situations you're in and your decisions and actions may feel out of alignment with what you truly desire. Have you ever been in a situation or in a relationship where you desired um, to do certain things with that person, but you found yourself doing something way different. You like, wait a minute, this is not even me. Sometimes it can be because we're ignoring that inner voice that tells us, listen, this is not even your cup of tea. Why are you still here? Why are you still engaging? Why is that person still your friend? Why are you dating that person? Like, you know that that's not your jam right? So you got to listen to your gut feeling, your intuition, the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you, that's warning you with these red flags. That's warning you with these red flags over and over and over again. And you got to be very mindful that you make the right decisions so that you can feel in alignment with what you truly desire in your heart. If you truly desire to be somebody's wife, stop being the girlfriend. How long are you going to be dating them before you set some standard to say, listen, I've given you all of me for X amount of years. Like, what are we doing? You know, sometimes you got to get out of that place of fear. Um, another thing is neglecting your self-care, putting the needs of others and external obligations before your own well-being. And we do that all the time as wives, as mamas, as bi- busy entrepreneurs, as executives in the workplace. We always want to aim to please. And this is what I was talking about in the very beginning. We spin around in circles because we have no time for ourselves any longer because we've given it all over to everybody else. How can you then have any time to do anything for yourself if every time you turn around, you're doing something for everybody else? Like, you just got to get it together, y'all. We got to stop trying to trying to play the field like we were built like that. We, we were not built like that, right? We weren't built to handle the load. Jesus paid the price. Jesus took it all. Jesus is the one who redeemed us from all of that. It's not our job to carry the load of everybody and anything and everything in our life. No, we got to be willing to turn this stuff over to the Lord. And as a result, sometimes you've heard mama say, listen, I've been so busy doing the house, cooking, cleaning, tending to these babies, being a wife, and I ain't have time to even bathe. Y'all, truth be told, been there, done that. 
And some of y'all might say, you know what? I ain't never going to neglect myself like that. That's great for you. But every house has a demand. And sometimes that demand comes higher than others. And we find ourselves not taking out time for ourselves, not properly eating, not properly resting. Did y'all know that going to sleep is self-care? Sleeping at night is self-care. Did you know that eating a food that you love that's healthy and good for your body away from everyone else's self-care? Like there are so many different things that we neglect when we are trying to be everything for everybody else. But y'all, you cannot be effective if you're everything for everybody else and your life is not together. If you're not together, how can anyone receive everything that they're supposed to receive out of you? They're going to be getting a partial piece of you. And so um, the fourth thing that I want to talk about with feeling like you're disconnected from others, um, it can manifest in different ways. You know, there's definitely more than what I'm sharing with you. But, you know, if you feel emotionally numb to the experiences that you're going through, like, you know, you don't feel happy, you don't feel bad, you're just there you know, merely existing again in the situation, letting whatever happened, happen. You don't have no say so to nothing. You don't have no feeling to nothing. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about that when you're emotionally numb? That could be a very dangerous place because that means you could very well do something to others or others can do something to you and you have no reaction response or anything towards any of that. And so you want to be careful to watch being emotionally numb. And then the fifth and final thing, we do this all the time on social media, is when we seek external validation. This is where imposter syndrome comes in the most, because we are seeking approval and validation and recognition from others just to feel like we're worthy of something. We want people to give us an applause. Y'all be checking for those likes and those comments on every post that you make. And when you don't see nothing, you feel discouraged. Nobody's relating to me. Nobody's receiving anything from me. I'm so alone. That's not true, y'all. Y'all will never be left alone because God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's his word. So God is with you always. It's just a matter of who are you seeking that approval through. And we got to get back to that place where we stop putting all of our baggage um, on one thing or all of our baggage in one thing and expecting, you know, Lord, make a miracle happen out of this. Well, you haven't let go of anything for him to be able to make a miracle happen out of it because you're looking for approval through other people when God says he is the one who approves of you. He is the one. And so, you know, we got to be really careful, guys, on how we are looking at these things that are disconnecting us from ourselves. And then we have to really get into a place where we can reconnect. And that's what we're going to talk about after we take this quick break. So stay tuned. I hope this wasn't too much information, but listen to this advertisement. It's going to be a good one. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Coach Kimmy. And it's Coach Carl, and that's with a K. Because you want to do what? Kill all that noise out there. <laughs> yeah. We are the hosts of the Love, Love Hate, and Relationships, Relationships Radio, Radio Show. Show. Streaming every Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, as well as other streaming platforms. That's right. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Love, Hate, and Relationships. Because you know it's all about faith. Family, fun, and community. community. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you on Friday night because we are, are here. here. All 
All right, y'all. So welcome back from that break as we were talking about some of those things that may um, be signs of us being disconnected. Y'all, I'm going to give y'all some practical strategies, just real practical strategies on how to reconnect with yourself. There are a few here. So make sure once again, that you guys are taking notes. I want you to get all that you need to get out of this so that you don't have to remain walking in that place. Now, it's not that we have the information or whatever the case may be, or that you don't have the information. Sometimes people have the information and they just don't want to do the work. There are going to be 10 practical things that can help you to reconnect. Now you may use some of them. You may use all of them. I'm not sure, but here they go. And I'm pretty sure once again, as a disclaimer, there's many more out there than what I'm telling you, but I'm just telling you what I know to work based off of my own personal use and the use and testimonies of others that I've shared this information with. And so number one is to be mindful of yourself and to practice meditation. Like for me, I'm a word of God girl. And so I try to take a devotion every morning or every afternoon and meditate on that. Before I go to bed, I want to read some words so that I can have that in my spirit. And so every day you have to set some time aside to just have some mindfulness, be present in the moment that you're in, observe the thoughts that you're having, make sure that your emotions are in alignment and do not judge yourself harshly, y'all. We are people, we are still learning ourselves. We are still making mistakes and growing, but take it as a learning opportunity to do better. Don't keep beating yourself up about the past mistakes that you made, even if it was last night, even if it was an hour ago, go to God, ask God to help you in that area, repent for what you've done and then keep it moving. Like God is not sitting in heaven with a checklist counting all of your wrong, but what he is paying attention to is where, where you're asking for forgiveness and how much you are forgiving others. God wants our heart to be clean so that he can funnel through us because that is the place where the Holy Spirit lives. And so be mindful of what you're feeling in that moment. If you guys haven't done so um, already, I have a 90 day reset journal. And when I wrote that journal, that was one of the first things at the top of the journal. When you wake up in the morning, what are you feeling? Because sometimes we can get up and we can be angry and you, you know, that anger or that feeling you have may dictate your whole day. It is up for you to be mindful of that and then get into some word to meditate on different things, to change that emotion so that you can have a great day. The second thing you want to also do for all of my thinkers out there who have overwhelming thoughts in their head all the time, start journaling. Y'all, I know it sounds corny, but I'm telling you it helps and it works because journaling will help you to express what you are feeling. Sometimes we get into a place where we don't even know how to say what we're feeling. And so it helps us to reflect on where we currently are. It helps us to discover um, where we are and who we are and how we got there and some patterns about our own thought processes and behaviors. And it also helps us to gain, um, gain a lot of clarity. So if you guys lack clarity, journaling will also help you to get a clear picture of how you got where you are, where you are, and also directing you into where you want to go with your life. The number three thing that I want to say that will help you is to engage in something that's creative. Sometimes we have, um, all of these things on the inside of us, but we're hoarding them to ourselves. So God has given us purpose. And with that purpose, he is the creator. So he's given us the ability to create 
things that will bring wealth to our life. And wealth is not only finances, but happiness and peace and joy and all of the fruits of the spirit belong to us rightfully so. But we have to be in an atmosphere that create these things to provide those outlets for us. And sometimes we go through life and we're stressed out, but you know what? You can, you can paint, you can write, if you like to dance, you can you can play a musical instrument, you can sew, you can knit. Like there's so many different ways, but be creative and put yourself in an environment that will allow you to create. The fourth thing we want to do also is to spend some time in nature. Do you know how different you feel when you get outside and you listen to the birds chirping and you look at the blue sky and you see that the sun is beaming and you smell um you know, fresh air just flowing through um, the airwaves or you feel the breeze just brush past you, exploring nature or getting into a place of nature realigns you and can help you um, sometimes reconnect with who you are and gain a sense of clear perspective. Like when when I know um, times past I've been struggling with weight loss or something would go on with me in my life, um, I would typically get into praise and worship. My husband, on the other hand, when he's going through something or he has something on his mind, he takes a walk. And sometimes a walk can give him a sense of perspective to be able to cool down, calm down, um, grab a hold of those emotions and come back with a clearer um, understanding of what he may be challenged with. And so I've tried to somewhat adapt that now that I'm on my weight loss journey to just get up and even for 30 minutes a day, just get moving, get out of the same atmosphere, get up and just walk. Like y'all who work in the offices, one thing I learned a long time ago is that if you get 30 minutes for lunch, take your 30 minutes, get up from the desk, get out of the office, go stretch your legs, go outside if it's permissible and enjoy what is around you because when you don't do that i'm telling you it can hurt you more than it can help you um the fifth thing is to make sure that you also establish some healthy boundaries you got to establish healthy boundaries but they have to be clear in your personal and professional life y'all this salary income thing used to get me all the time when i used to have jobs that require salary and they're like you know at any given time you can work more than 40 hours okay but there is a time and place for everything and I had to come to a point where I had to manage my time better because I was determined I'm not working and going in at 6 a.m. and I'm still working at 10 p.m. to get something accomplished. Absolutely not. So even in that, I had to use time management skills to be able to take the parts that could be done early and finish those so that I could focus more time on the research and the, the part of whatever project I was working on that was going to require my time and effort. And so even in your personal life, you have to learn to prioritize those things that value you and those things that bring value to your life and stop letting everything that you go through overwhelm you. You have to be willing to nourish who you are and your well-being and your mental health should be of great importance. And when it's not, there are some things that need to take place. There are some changes that definitely, um, definitely need to go on in your life. And so those are five. I'm going to give you five more and then we're going to take a quick break. The sixth one is to disconnect from technology. Now y'all know social media can be a bit much. If you stay on there way too long, you'll begin to compare yourself to people. You'll begin to covet your neighbor's things and want what they want and hate on them and all that stuff. You'll be able to um, begin to live a superficial life that's not even accustomed to you and who you are. You'll 
you you know, social media can be dangerous if you're not careful. That's why I believe even with our children, you have to um, use very limited time um, when it comes to social media and those things, because whatever you spend time with is what is going to shape you. Wherever you spend time, that's what you're going to end up becoming. And so you got to be really careful. Um, the seventh thing you want to do is practice some self-reflection. Y'all, take some time for yourself. Stop feeling guilty about taking time for yourself. You got to reflect. If you don't reflect on who you are at this point in your life, because we change, we evolve. Sometimes it's for the good. Sometimes it's for the bad. But the, the bottom line is we all change. And so you have to practice some self-reflection time to ask yourself questions. To ask yourself questions that are meaningful to your life. And some of those questions um, that are meaningful to your life are what do you value at this point? Now that some things have happened and now that you're in a different place in your life, are your values still the same? Have you changed your values? Are your goals different? What are your dreams? What are the things that bring your heart joy? You got to you got to really reflect on those things that may have taken place in your life and really identify where you currently are. Do you see things the same way that you used to see them? And if not, then it's time for you to get back on page to figure out what stopped you and what changed your values, your goals, your dreams, your joy. What stopped it? So self-reflection is so important because that is one of the key things that you need to know as far as practical strategies on how to get reconnected back with yourself. Number eight, you got to do that self-care. I just talked about it when I talked about establishing some boundaries. You got to have some self-care and it has to be a priority. If you don't do things that nourish your mind, body, and soul, you're going to find yourself becoming somebody that you just don't like yourself. Your family is not going to get the best version of you. Anybody that gets you is going to get an angry, bitter side of you that you do not want to share. We have control over what part of us we choose to let people remember. You can either let people remember that you are nasty, hateful, and bitter, or you can let people remember that you are cool, calm, fun, collected, and gentle. It is up to you. That is nobody else's responsibility but your own. And so when you don't practice self-care because you make excuses of why you just don't have the time or you haven't set those boundaries properly to allow you to have self-care time, then guess what? You become somebody that you just don't want to become. And people only get the worst version of you in that. So make it a priority. Stop feeling guilty. If it ain't going to kill nobody, if the house ain't burning down, honey, it can wait. Pencil in some time for yourself so that your mind, your body, and your soul can be clear. And you can have um, understanding so that you can hear what needs to be done in your life to make it better. The ninth thing is to seek some solitude. Find moments of quiet alone with your thoughts, turn off the TV, turn off the phone, turn off the music, turn off the people in your life and go find a place where you can really connect with yourself without any distractions. You know, when you're a mom, it's really hard. It's like, man, I don't have no time for myself. Hey, that solitude time might be the time when you're taking a bath and the kids are asleep. For me, solitude is when my house is quiet. And typically that's first thing in the morning when everybody's still resting or late, late, late at night when everybody is finally gone to bed. 
That's the time when I can hear God clearly. That's the time when I can get into my praise and worship. That's the time when I can have me time to just think about where I want my life to be and what I want my life to do. And it it actually does recharge me. It makes me feel a little refreshed because then I can plan out my day according to the quiet time that I've had. And then the 10th thing, you want to always seek out some form of support, y'all. Stop running to the people that's going to make things worse or make you feel worse. Go to the people that are going to have your answer, that's going to make you feel better, that's going to give you insight on how to get through it, that's going to help provide that support while you're trying to get back on track. You know, this is a journey. This is not a game. This is your life. And we don't want to make um, any mistakes with our life that... Um, you know, that times will get too late for us to be ba- be able to turn things around. As long as you wake up with breath in your body, it's never too late. God is giving you a fresh start and a new opportunity. And so those are the 10 things we talked about. We talked about mindfulness and meditation, journaling, engaging in creative activities, making sure that you spend some time out in nature, establishing healthy and happy boundaries, um, disconnecting from technology when necessary, practicing self-reflection, prioritizing your self-care and making it a number one instead of feeling guilted, seeking out places where you can just have quiet time and solitude for yourself, and then also seeking support. So when we come back, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to give you five tips on how to overcome those challenges that you may face when you are trying to put this stuff into action. So make sure that you get yourself something to eat and something to drink, and we'll be right back after this break. Are you a business owner or organization looking for a unique opportunity to reach a diverse audience of motivated and empowered individuals? Well, look no further. The Life with Kimmy podcast inspires busy women to break free from limitations, and we're currently seeking sponsors and advertisers to partner with us on our transformative journey. Our dedicated listeners are passionate about personal growth, self-improvement, and creating a clear and fulfilling life. By advertising on the Life with Kimmy podcast, you'll have the chance to connect with our engaged audience and showcase your brand, product, or services in a meaningful way. Whether you're a small business or a corporation that aligns with our mission, this is an opportunity to make a lasting impression. Join us as a sponsor and let your message be heard by thousands of women who are seeking inspiration and transformation. To explore sponsorship opportunities and learn more about our advertising packages, send us an email of interest to lifewithkimmy at gmail.com. Don't miss out on this incredible chance to reach your target audience and make a significant impact. Thanks for tuning in. All right, y'all, now that we are back, let's get into these five final tips that's going to help you to be able to get and overcome, well, not to get, but to overcome these challenges and some of these obstacles that you may face when you are trying to make these transitions. Because we know change comes with challenge, right? It requires us to do something different. It requires us to think different. It requires us to behave different. It requires us to speak different. You got to walk different when you are about to change. And so some of the obstacles that you may find is embracing 
a growth mindset. Listen, when you have these challenges and um, they're going on in your life, don't look at it as like, man, I'm being challenged. I'm never going to overcome this. Instead, choose a mindset that sees every challenge as an opportunity to grow and learn. If you learn something in it that will help you to get out of it, then guess what? When that challenge tries to present itself again, you will not have to deal with it because you would have already passed the test. Instead of looking at it like something that is um, going to weigh you down, look at, it as an look at it as an opportunity to learn something new that's going to grow you and develop you personally. Like, you know, we got to have perseverance and we got to stand strong on the belief that we can overcome these disabilities. The Lord says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but I will deliver them out of every one of them. He didn't say maybe, he said he will. So you have a belief, um, you have to establish a belief and faith that you're gonna overcome everything you're going through. Most of the things that we go through, they come as a high impact, but guess what? They don't last that long. And so it's really your stance and your position that's going to determine how long you stay in that situation. If you go in there with a bad mindset, then guess what? It's going to seem like it um, lingers on you longer than what it has to. But even though the things around you may not be going perfect, you can still be on the inside with a smile on your face. But that takes resilience. That takes perseverance. That takes belief and faith that you have the ability to overcome whatever challenge you may be going through. The second thing is to break break what you're um, trying to do down into the most smallest pieces, y'all. In the life that we live in with things going on the way that they're going on, those six-month, one-year goals, they're pretty much, um, in my opinion, in my opinion, obsolete. You have to have a, a six-week goal. You have to have a 30-week, a 30-day goal. So for me, um, I'll give you guys some insight on a um, challenge or obstacle that my family just experienced, but God delivered us through. Um, in January of this year, our landlord that we have been renting from for seven years decided that he wanted to sell his home. Now, we didn't do anything wrong in that, but it did put our family in the mode where in this market that we're living in today, we had 90 days to find a place. Everything is more expensive. The way um, to get to a house is requiring the demands as though you're buying a home. Um, so many investors and private property management companies have bought up everything. And for me, I'm the type of person, I like a private landlord because I like to build relationships with people and I don't want to feel like I'm dealing with a black and white. I want to deal with someone who has understanding and I can understand their expectation of my family. And so we didn't have six months to plan. We really technically did not have 90 days to plan. So we had to plan 30 days out each month to decide, okay, what are we going to accomplish today? What are, what, what's going to be the goal for this 30 days? What do we want to get out of this at the end of this 30 days? And how is it going to look? And so sometimes you have to break down those smaller goals with those complex challenges um, so that they can be manageable for you. Because with, when you're going through challenge and change, there's a lot going on on the inside of you. Fear. 
going on inside of you and fear can try to set in on you and anxiety, sometimes depression. And so you got to fight off all those other things while you're still trying to accomplish these goals to get you what you need. And so sometimes we have to make sure that we are going in the right direction. We're planning these goals. And then when we do accomplish these steps, y'all, the one thing that I realized over time is a lot of people don't celebrate their small victories. How are you going to know that you have the victory over the whole situation if you don't see the accomplishments you made through every single step. Sometimes those steps are hard. Sometimes those steps are unbearable to make, but when you make them and you overcome them, despite it all, you need to feel good about yourself enough to celebrate and be like, you know what, in the midst of it all, I was able to get it because how else can you gain your confidence? That is the way that you get confidence. And that is the way that you build confidence um, by um, just, you know, identifying those small victories. The third thing, like I told you before, um, which was in number 10, seek support and collab with some people who are in the same mindset with you, right? You want to get around some people who have some expertise in where you're trying to go, who've already been there. You guys have heard it before. Get around people that have already been through what you're going through, people who have yet to go through what you're going through, and people who are on the same level as you. And the reason why you need to do that is because you need to have a, a good mix of balance. But you want to reach out to people that can help you to deal with what you're going through. So you want to be able to um, relate to people or be relatable to people who have had the similar challenges so that they can give you some insight. That is not weakness, y'all. Reaching out for somebody to help you, that is a sign of being strong. You're strong because you're humble enough to realize that you need help. When you don't need help because you've been the one who's done it all along, guess what? You have developed a sense of pride. I don't need nobody else. All my life I've done it myself. I've always had to do it by myself. We understand life has handed you some lemons, right? However, if you're not careful, pride is all up in the mix of that. And when it's time for you to get help, you will suffer versus going out there to reach out for somebody that can help you get through it. The fourth thing you want to do is to reframe and rethink, shift your perspective. Stop looking at the woulda, shoulda, couldas and look at what you can do. Stop looking at what's going to go wrong and start talking about what is right about that. What opportunities does this challenge present? And then look for the lessons or the unexpected blessings that are in it. With everything that we go through, God is in the midst. God is in the midst of it all and he will deliver us through it all. But what are you focusing on? If y'all know the story about, um, Jesus in the, on the water, right? Peter asks, I beg you to come out there to you. Peter was walking on that water until he took his focus off of Jesus. When he started putting his focus on the water, he began to sink. See, People don't want to talk about that. Where was his focus? When his, what is your focus when you're going through? In the midst of it, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the problem? Or are you looking for that tiny little window or that tiny door that may have the crack of light that you need to show you how to get out? You got to change your perspective. You got to take a pause sometimes from what you're going through and, and withdraw your emotions. I like to take um, tell people, take a step outside of your situation. Take your emotions out of it and assess the situation. How would you respond? 
Because when you take your emotions out of it and you assess it from somebody on the outside looking in, your response may be a lot different than the person who's emotionally aroused in the midst of what they're going through and how they need to do it. You may be in panic or you may be um, feeling anxious or you may feel like it's a crisis and your answer may be right there, but you can't see it because you're so worked up that you're focused on the situation and not all right, I, I got a solution to this. Let me figure out who I need to call, what I need to do, what I need to change, um, what I still have time to accomplish, whatever the case may be. But you guys got to reframe and rethink about your situation. And the learn the five, um, I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied. The fifth thing and the final thing is to learn from your failure. Failure is not failure until you stop growing. Failure is not failure until you stop doing. Do you know the product, the um, cleaning spray 409? They did that formula 409 times to get the perfect formula to put it on the shelf. 409 tries to get the right formula. You guys are ready to fold after the second time. Sometimes God gives us everything that we need. We do it. And because we miss a step or we hear a step wrong, or we tried it a different way and it didn't work out the way we thought it should, we ready to scrap it and say that that was not the Lord. Adjust your approach, reflect on what went wrong, figure out the lesson that you learned in that, go back to the drawing board, fix the part that was broken and accomplish it. Failure is not the end, but it is literally a stepping stone towards success. If you don't know what you're doing wrong in it, how will you ever know what the standard of doing right is? So, you know, if you adopt these tips and you become, um, you know, resilient in your mind, you can break all these barriers of your thinking and the limitating thoughts, you can break them down to help you against setbacks, to help you to overcome and achieve your goals and to help you to overall just be a better person and reconnect to yourself. So if you guys want more information, I can help you out on this. Send us an email at lifewithkimmy at gmail.com. Tell me how this podcast has impacted your life and what you may be dealing with that you still have struggles with. And we will see what we can do y'all. But you know, that's just pretty much it. Reconnecting with yourself is so important because you have so much to offer. And until you understand that, till you understand who you are, the world is only getting a facade, a fake version of you. And God wants us to be authentic a hundred percent. So I hope this has blessed you. Make sure that you guys have a blessed week and stay safe. We'll see you next week. Peace.